podcasted and it's only been like two weeks i know it has i was thinking about that today i was like it feels like we haven't done this in forever yeah i felt like Um, i haven't we haven't facetimed in forever no because we haven't had just like chit chat we've had to rely just on text message (sighs) which is so unacceptable (laughs) today my pretty soon oh go ahead i was gonna say today my text message that comes in from work where we have so so Mm, where we work we get a text message at 9 a.m every monday through friday and it's like it comes at 903 really mine comes right at nine um that you have to fill out to be like no i haven't had i don't have covid i haven't met anyone who has covid like whatever just to like check your boxes Mine came, I, my phone is normally on silent, but for some reason it was not on silent this morning. And the text message came in and Steven goes, how's Kelly this morning? And I said, <laughs> fuck you. It's not Kelly. It's my COVID text. I was like, I haven't I'll heard honest, from Kelly yet today. <laughs> you can tell Steven. I feel like in the mornings it has to like be something really, really urgent for me to text you before like 930. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I give you time to wake up. I give me time to wake up. <laughs> like, even if I have, like, a off. fleeting thought. Yeah. Um, you yeah. you save it until, like, yeah. what's happening Sorry, right Cassie now? is moving something that I can't see through the room, so she made me cover my eyes. Something that you can't see? Like a secret. <laughs> it's a secret? Like you- a present. Oh, that's cool. You just have here. Uh, listen, I'm going to divulge something about our marriage and our relationship that is like <laughs> gag. It's so cute. Oh, <laughs> not cute, but coincidental. Uh, our half birthdays fall within one day of our regular birthdays for each other. Right. I think so. I my half this. birthday is Sunday. Her oh, birthday right. is Saturday. So you get a so, present. Yeah, we always do just little, little, little presents for half birthdays just because it's kind of fun. That's nice. Um, just because of how everything falls. So she's making me my half birthday present this year. So it just oh. traveled from the bedroom so to our chaos room. I'll be honest if I'm being, <laughs> if we're all going to be honest here, when I first started, I looked at you and you were covering your eyes. I was like, what is she doing? And then I was like, the first thing that popped into my head was like, is Cassie walking through naked? But then I was like, <laughs> she can, is allowed to see that. Like, I don't know why would she be covering her eyes. <laughs> I don't want to look at that. <laughs> I was so confused. But um, what yeah. were we talking about? Well, we were talking about text messages. Texting. Right. And then I believe that you were going to say that the very exciting news is that we actually are going to be physically in the same place together on Thursday morning. Is that what you were going to say? <gasps> no, because I forgot. Oh, 
Well, yeah, we're going to be I was there. Gonna, I was just going to say we both have our first doses, so it's we not going to be long before we're recording together. Yes. But we that are going to see each other on Thursday morning. That is imminent. We both, I got my first shot today. You went I got yesterday, mine yesterday. Which is fitting because we do things in tandem. <laughs> like we just, it's like <laughs> always a package deal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we're halfway there. Um, but yeah, we're going to see each other at, we are both going to go to work and be physically at work. Masked Together. up and socially distanced, of course, because we're not fully vaccinated. Maybe. But we... we and listen, my lady was like, you're going to be 65% of the way there. Hell yeah. Before she said, once this is done, you are not immune. You're not immune. <laughs> she just kept telling me I was not immune. It's and then, only 95%. <laughs> don't forget the other glorious tidbit that she gave she you that I... She just kept telling me... She kept telling me I need to drink water and double down on my fluids and just water is the best drink. Just drink it all the time. And if you're already thirsty, it's too late. <laughs> that to me is the best like soundbite that I've ever heard. Just like, if you're already thirsty, it's too late. I, yeah, Steven and I have been saying to each other me. all day. Like, have you we never were... heard that before, though? No. Oh, I have heard that. But it just like, sounds... By the time you're thirsty, you're, you're already, already a little dehydrated. dehydrated. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I get but the, that. to phrase it that it's too late is pretty dramatic. <laughs> that was what I thought was funny. It was just like, if you're already thirsty, it's too late. Yeah. You're halfway dead. Yeah. She was just like talking to me about this. Like, she hadn't even given me the shot yet. Yeah. She she talked a lot while she was, like, wiping down my arm with, the, like, the little alcohol wipe. Yeah. And she had to have wiped my whole humerus. <laughs> like, she just kept She's wiping. Like, this girl's arm is dirty. <laughs> I'll be like, I came from, like, basically the shower. <laughs> I put on clothes. I was in my car, and now I'm here. Like, that is it. And yeah, she just kept wiping it down, telling me how great water is, staring at me. And I didn't know, like, we, we were s- sitting parallel to each other, like, both facing forward. Oh. But she was staring at me, and I was like, do I turn and look at her while she talks to me? Right. No. I feel like I did, and it was weird. Because <laughs> I was like, I feel like her face it would felt be too rude close to just to be looking face. ahead. <laughs> I had a two-person team situation. Oh, wow. There was Why'd a- you need two? Well, there was someone there who was responsible for filling out my little vaccine card. And then there was the actual, like, nurse who was there who was actually administering it. So it was a tag team situation. So I talked to the guy who was filling out the thing. And then the nurse asked me, like, which arm do you want it in? And I was like, "Mm, put it in my left one. And then she was like, okay, you ready? And I was like, yeah. She was like, okay. (laughs) She did it. And that was it. It was, I'm telling you, the temporary clinics are... Like freaking well-oiled machines. They are. Yeah, I mean, my machine was well-oiled, but it was in a hospital, and there were there were only maybe like five shot stations. Oh, so there, there were... weren't that many people coming in and out. So there... they just had like one little check-in area where they did the card. I'm not even joking you. There were easily a hundred vaccines. Oh tables. my god! Because Stephen ended up clear on the other side from me. <laughs> like I, <laughs> like we we got checked in, and then like I went. I was way ahead of him and I lost him. And I was like, I was looking back and I was like, he's in here somewhere. I was like, I hope he can. Like, I I was literally like, I was like, I'm going to have to call him to be like, where did you end up when this is over? But then he found me and we sat next to each other while we waited. But yeah, Yeah. it was crazy. It was a big operation over there, but it was pretty impressive. I was, Stephen was like, (laughs) Stephen was like, 
who are all of these people working here? He was like, are they volunteers? Do they work for like for the healthcare? I was like, I would imagine it's both. Yeah, I think it is. I think I've seen like job listings as like temporary jobs to help run clinics and stuff. Yeah. The person who gave me my shot was a pharmacist from the hospital. So they had all sorts of people. (laughs) You learned all about her backstory. That's probably why she had bad bedside manner. (laughs) That's not what she does. No. I only figured that out because she had like her ID card sitting on her little station. And it has like a pharmacist tag at the I bottom, thought she so. I thought she shared that with you. Like no. I'm a pharmacist. Like I don't normally get She people's. also did I tell you this? She chastised me for being the last one in my bubble to oh, get you the did, vaccine. Oh, you did yeah, you did tell me that. But like you like, you literally went the first day that lady. you could. <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania all Pennsylvanians got allowed to get the shot yesterday. Yeah. You like, got right in there. You were as <laughs> yeah. proactive as you possibly could have been. Well, you've heard us talk about the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, she also really admonished me and wanted me to tell all my friends and family to get the vaccine. That's when I said I was like last, right. but I'll use our platform here. Yeah. Go get the vaccine. Do it, guys. Uh, I, I saw that all Americans over 16 are eligible in every state. Yeah. Uh, so go get it. If you're under 16, I'm sorry, you have to wait, yeah. but tell your grownups to get it. Yes. Um, it was very easy and... My arm hurts a little bit, but that's it. No My big arm deal. hurts. I got I got some of those all body aches. Really? Did that you? F- yeah, I feel a little bit like I did when I had mono. Oh, like my my neck hurts where my lymph nodes are. I have a headache, a little sleepy, huh. and like overall body chills. My temperature's a little elevated. Interesting. Not a fever, but a little elevated. Huh. Yeah, no, I just have a little bit of a sore arm. I took some Advil earlier, and now it feels a heck of a lot better. Steven had a headache a little bit earlier today, but I think that probably just, he had a really stressful day at work when we got home, Mm. so I have a feeling that's more of a tension headache than it Mm, is a mm -hmm, vaccine mm -hmm. headache. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, speaking of health, guys, thank you for being patient (laughs) with us last week. Uh, There was no episode, because as Kelsey revealed, I was puking my brains out. I I felt like, (laughs) why... Sugar coat hit. <laughs> right, like, right. She's sick. It was it was a week. Uh I mean, like I was like pretty much okay. I it was just an experience. I don't really <laughs> want to go into details because it's gross. My mom asked about it the other day, and so I was telling her all about it. And she was like, I don't know why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy would have asked. Nancy would have wanted to know. And my yeah, mother would have she, wanted to know, mom, like, in detail <laughs> what was going on. My mom got the details, and she couldn't comprehend how I didn't make it to a bathroom when I uh, first vomed. Hey, when it but comes on, you don't know. You don't know. I told him I woke up at, like, 2.30 in the oh, morning. Oh, that's the worst. Like, from asleep, woke up, like, patted Cassie on the shoulder and said, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I got up to go to the bathroom, and it happened. <laughs> like <laughs> that's amazing that you warned her. Like you didn't. You're just like I'm gonna throw up. That's like such a little kid thing to to do to like go in a lot like that. Like walking go in into your parents' your room, being like I'm gonna puke. Like I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so. I had like felt unwell earlier in the night and had trouble sleeping. So she had been like up like. Helping me fall back asleep. Aww, um, what a good and, wife. Like, put the TV on and stuff to help me fall asleep. So she was like ready. <laughs> she was ready <laughs> for she was something like, more to come. Something's wrong with her. I better yeah. be prepared. 
Yeah, she's also, she sat down right next to me like she has some sort of comment to make. Would you like to add anything to the story? Okay, no. <laughs> she said no. Uh, but thank you for all the well wishes, everybody. Yeah. It was a doozy of a couple days there, but. Yeah, that sucks, I man. am, I am all well, uh, rehydrated. <laughs> I had my Pedialyte and my Gatorade. You gotta have that Pedialyte. I ate uh, my crackers. I, I did want to mention to you that the day that you first got sick you i had texted you earlier in the day and i didn't hear from you and then you finally texted me i think later in the afternoon and said like oh like i got sick like blah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and it reminded me of that conversation that we had literally maybe like maybe three days yes! before that yes! in which yes. I, was I was like thinking about that conversation <laughs> i was like does she think i'm mad at her we think I'm mad at her, but I couldn't. I couldn't look at the phone long enough to text you until the point where I did. <laughs> the background of that is that we had had a conversation about how if one, if she, if I text Kelly and I don't hear back from her within like thirty minutes, there are three reactions that I have. The first, she must be mad at me. The second is which maybe is what she, it always is, which is maybe she's napping, and the third <laughs> is perhaps something terrible has happened. And so when that. <laughs> happened when I didn't hear from you for like four or five hours I was like she's mad I was like it's finally happened like I was like she's mad at me I don't know I was like I was like what, what could I done it? <laughs> that was the thing that <laughs> defied logic because I was like we talked last night I haven't talked to her since I haven't I didn't say anything offensive I don't know what I could have possibly done and so then well, that's not what it was Something pretty much happened to me right pretty much right before you texted me I was thinking like man Maybe something did happen. <laughs> like, and, then I was, <laughs> and then you were like, I was sick. And I was like, oh, that is. Yeah, I like sick to the point I like couldn't look at my phone to oh, like, text my parents to tell them what's going on. Like, that is just the worst. I just like couldn't do anything but just sit still. Ugh. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't listen to podcasts. I couldn't like play games on my phone. I could not stand anything. All Nothing was do. comfortable. It was, it was awful. You could just sit there and think about how shitty you felt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what, it really dragged it out because I Ugh. just kept being feeling sorry for myself. Ugh, that's the worst. Yeah, but I'm better now, guys. Woohoo! Uh, I'm vaccinated partially. <laughs> Things are really looking up. Things um, are really looking up. One of my plants bloomed. I was going to say your morning glory bloomed, my which is really exciting. morning glory bloomed. That's our first bloom of the year. So everything is turning around. Yeah, and things we, are turning around. We are back to watch another episode of Criminal Minds. This wa- is the unknown subject, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm Kelsey Criminal Paul. Criminal Minds podcast. A Criminal Minds podcast. I'm Kelsey Paul. I'm Kelly McMasters Parsons. We're watching season four, episode 24. I also want to return to something we commented on in another episode. Yeah. Where I, I said, do you think we're going to get the vaccine or finish <gasps> season four first? Mm, definitely. You were a doubter. You thought we were going to finish season four first. You're right. I, we're definitely going to get I the vaccine. I thought we were going to get the vaccine first. Well, actually, no, we won't. We will finish the season first. Because well, we're, we're partially vaccinated. Okay. Is that what we're counting? That's or what fully? I meant. Okay. That's what I meant. Shot. One okay. shot at Fair least. Fair enough. We're gonna, it's going to come be, in right under the wire because we're going to... I was going to Mine's May 10th. Yeah, mine's May 11th. So we're going to have watched, I think, the... It'll be the week be of like the, the week finale. Before. Yeah. Uh, so all happening concurrently with each other. Yeah. Um... um uh, 
I yeah. also, I feel like there's a lot of business. Ooh. I want to mention the day that we record this, which is April 20th, 420 Blaze It. Woo! Uh, is Moore's birthday. <gasps> it is! Happy birthday, Shamar. Happy birthday. It's been all over my Instagram. How did I, I can't miss, miss that. It. Oh my god. Do you follow Shamar? I thought I did, but maybe I don't. You did. You what have I been doing? House, so I think you do. Oh yeah, the. <laughs> or did I see that on our on the podcast Instagram? That's possible. I didn't. Sh- we didn't share it to the podcast Instagram. No, but I I log on oh, to the podcast Instagram. You are being our account, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, happy birthday, Shamar Moore, you beautiful, beautiful man. I think he's fifty or fifty-one. I, I hope, can't remember which one. I hope you have a fantastic day. These two baby girls love you. <laughs> we love you. Uh, and to celebrate, we are going to watch season four, episode 24, Amplification. Um, yep. Very exciting. So now that we're 16 minutes in, I feel like we should probably <laughs> just jump right into it. Cause... Listen, we're two weeks behind. You guys got a little banter. I'm sorry. Yeah, you had some banter. We had some stuff to talk about. We had some um, catching up to do. But I'm ready to press play if you're ready. I'm ready. All right. I'm going to press play in three, two, one. Play. Somebody's strutting across the playground. What's this? Ooh. Is mommy going to get get Danny? Danny? Oh, God. Oh, Annapolis, Maryland. We're on a playground. There's lots of kids. There are lots of kids. Lots of kids. There's swings. There's wind wind gusts. gusts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Football game. Yeah, there's people playing football game. We're just like, we're following you. We're following (laughs) some guy's like feet through the park. Like we haven't seen his face. We're just seeing his feet. Oh, he just picked up some grass. Is he going to throw the grass? Oh, to see what the wind's doing. Maybe. There's some chicks on some bikes. they like this view of the football game. Like, ooh, (laughs) look at those boys. There's just so much happening at this park This is the busiest park I've ever seen. Here we go. He's okay. throwing glass. Got to check that wind. There He's it goes. He's got a wedding ring on. That's on his right hand, though. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I mean. Oh, now he's wearing gloves. And he's taken and out he's, a tube. It looks like a pixie stick. It does look like a pixie stick. And he's just putting. Dumping. Powder. Thrax. The thrax. And we're seeing it. The little particles oh, blow boy. through the it's air. It's like an advertisement for social distancing. Here's the particles in the air. <laughs> oh, and now we're just seeing all the innocent people. Uh-oh. But now mommy. mommy doesn't look so well. Mommy looks like Danny. shit. And Danny looks like shit, too. Everybody's got fevers. They're pale. They're Their very eyes are sunken. sweaty. Ooh. And she's like, oh, we're both burning up. And she's you coughing. You think there's going to be blood on that? Hell blood, yeah. Blood, blood, blood. You never yep. cough into a tissue and... On a show, unless there's going to be blood exactly because you need to have that dramatic white on red. Okay, now we're seeing one of the football players. He's sweating Ooh, he's got and coughing a on his face. Ugh. Ugh. It looks like uh, it you looks know like what bubonic pour- plague. Honestly, you know what a pour of Weimar is? No. Oh you God, Doctor Pimple Popper. Oh, I don't watch that shit. Okay, one of the bicyclists is there, and she looks terrible. She went to she the hospital. Really does. There's more people there, and she's oh, recognizing everywhere. them from the park. Yep. They're all having coffin fits and can't oh, breathe. there's a buddy. Abby? With those 2000s eyebrows. Oh, yeah. So thin. Okay. So now thin. we're at the BAU. Oh, and the Army's there. 
Yeah, so like, like, what's happening here? Morgan and Prentice and uh, Spencer are coming in, and they're like, yeah, JJ called us in and like said it was an emergency. Like, what the fuck's going on? And like, there's, there's so tons people of people in the BAU. Oh, they're going to take at some the pills. round table. They have to take their like oh. special pills. Yeah, your anti anthrax pills. Uh, that lady looks. She's from the CDC. And right, 25 people got checked into the hospital. In and around Annapolis. Um, First victim died within 10 hours. Ooh, that was football player. Now 12 are dead. Yikes. Long failure and black lesions. And so they're like, is that anthrax? It's not anthrax. It doesn't. Oh, this strain does. Okay. Wow. Okay. So they're looking at potential mass targets like malls and airports and basically anywhere a bunch of people gather. Um, so, but they're not telling the public because it would cause mass panic, which right. would cause more deaths. But Prentice is kind of like, uh, that uh, seems bad. I like. I don't know. Thing. We should probably tell people. And what if this guy wants attention? Right. <sighs> um. So there says the best chance at protecting the public is to get a really good profile as quick as they can and try to find this person. Um, yep. So they're it's saying odorless, invisible. It ta- it's a sophisticated strain. Yes, I learned a lot about anthrax today because I read the Wikipedia page in preparation for this episode. Uh, And when it gets into your lungs, that's the bad. That's the bad thing. That's what. That's what kills you. Um, Well, it's all up in their lungs. Oh yeah. Okay, so we got a command center going going on. Dietrich got to go to Fort Dietrich. Didn't your husband just mention that earlier? He did because um, Fort Detrick is, in fact, the place where we keep all of our pathogens in the United States. Oh. So that is a realistic thing. And it is in Maryland. I asked Stephen where it was. And he's in Maryland. Hot dog. Hot all right. dog. They're taking their Cipro. Yeah, which it's... They don't know um, if it's effective against this particular strain, but it's something. Yep. That's the American people <laughs> taking the vaccine. Hell yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> we know it's effective. It is effective. 95%. Oh, so, and they're toasting. Like, they're, they're taking some sort of fun shot. Because, like, why not? And then just, why like... Why is Hotch's in a styrofoam cup? Everybody else is in, like, a till little plastic oh, cup. Oh, they're drinking it out wasn't. of the styrofoam cup. Yeah. Oh, God. There's we cut to mommy mom. dying. Mommy's dead. She Ugh. has weird lesions on her lips. Yeah. I don't like these lesions. I don't either. I didn't realize that that was part of the thing with anthrax i didn't think that i didn't read anything maybe about legions just maybe they added that TV in for strain. dramatic effect for their tv strain of anthrax yeah. um but yeah so i read a lot about this so get ready because i've got a lot of fun facts about the actual anthrax Your little attack miss anthrax over there in 2001 i, t- I googled 2001 anthrax attack and i told Stephen, i was like some sort of list i was gonna say i was like i wonder if i got flagged <laughs> The Wikipedia right. page is extensive. I could not read the whole thing. It got boring. <laughs> so. Wow. All right. Uh, Reed is quoting, I believe, the Bible. Oh. To talk Exodus. about a plague mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Egypt. So. Okay. That tells us the direction we're going here. The director emails the team about something. JJ looks concerned. Uh, she said that all, of their, the all of their emails are being monitored right now. Um, Mm. so I think the idea is, is that like anthrax doesn't come from just anywhere. And so I think Mm -hmm. the assumption that they have to make pretty quickly is that it's possible someone inside the government is 
yeah. responsible for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we're talking about a baby, the victim of a... Oh, seven months. Who was a victim in uh, 2001. Did who, the baby survive? Yes. But that was a curable strain in 2001. Um, so obviously she's oh, now freaking Henry. out because she has a Henry. And so she's thinking a like... Hen- she has a Henry. She has a Henry. But she can't tell... She's not supposed to tell anybody. So, like, she can't, oh, like, she's not supposed to call Will and say, hey, stay home yeah. right today because there's fucking anthrax out and about. She can't do that. When, I feel like if you had this kind of job, you could have some sort of, like, code word or something. Right. Like, like that just I means call stay you home. And say, <laughs> if I call you and say, hey, it's Taco Tuesday, <laughs> don't leave the house. That means don't leave the house until I say, actually, it's Taco Wednesday. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Don't have to divulge details. Right. You just, like, like just, just stay home. That's all yeah. that means. Just stay home. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So. We're convening in the conference room and talking about people who are going to maybe financially benefit from this anthrax thing. Right. Maybe someone who has a patent on an anthrax vaccine. Let's look into some like lab employees. Yeah, you're definitely going to look at the. <gasps> that guy, the dad from the Wonder Years. Yes, the dad from the Wonder Years. He's he's so like the ge- of- he's a general. So he's yeah. in charge of all of this shit. Uh, he's got little medicine patches on his sleeves. So he's some sort of, is he the Surgeon General, perhaps? Uh, or he just works at Fort Detrick. That might be the more lot, the more reasonable thing, that he just oh, is in charge yeah, of Fort Yeah, it Dietrich. just said, yeah, they just said your lab. Yeah, so they're talking about what they may or may not have at Fort Detrick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, they're talking about what happened in 2001 and another doctor that they looked into at the time. Um and we'll t- I'll talk about him in a little bit at the end mm. of the episode. Um, they are clearly butting heads, though. Hotch yes. kind of rolled his eyes. Yes. Because this right. is a situation where, like, normally the FBI comes in, obviously, and has just to deal with, like, local PD. But now they're dealing with the military. And it's a whole yeah. different thing. Yeah. Okay, so lady that was on a bike at the park... Her name's Abby. She's going to talk yeah. to Spencer, and he's going to try to do, do a cognitive, cognitive interview. And she, I mean, she looks better than everybody else does, so. because yeah, she's not dead. She's not dead. She doesn't have any lesions on her face. No, she doesn't. She just had one on her hand. Mm. She must have been, like, further away from the spores. Oh, yeah, maybe. So he's, but like. her friend died, like, real fast, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So uh, he's like, okay, like, it's warm and windy. Like, we're seeing a flashback to her, like, ogling boys playing football in the park. Right. And there's kids on swings. And, and she, she says, says, she sees free. I see free. Me seeing fee me. Oh, no, she's got some sort of speech. <laughs> what? Free knee. Free knee. Sin me. Oh, no, she can't speak. She's and so the doctor is like, okay, how about you just... Me key me free. <laughs> oh, no. You cannot control your laughter in this very <laughs> pitiful situation. <laughs> it's just like, it is pitiful. I don't know why it's... Well, she's like, like terrified. She's I, so scared. I mean, truly, I was just thinking, like, how horrible would that be? Yeah, um, it's gotten into her brain, and yeah. now she's got aphasia. Oh, no. She's about to die. Yeah, they're like, the other victims did that right before they died, so this is not a good sign. 
The only thing that's helping is the morphine. Mm, that morphine. <laughs> Kelsey knows. <laughs> I don't actually. <laughs> All right, nice we're at the park. You give people morphine. Yeah, mm. I think so. Um. All right. Okay, we're at the park with like the CDC, like checking shit out. Yeah. And why are they not wearing like the headgear of a hazmat suit? I guess they're assuming that the spores have blown away at this point. Yeah, I don't I, know. <laughs> yeah, you'd think they're that testing. They'd... It looks like it's like in Chernobyl when they go in to test for the radiation. <gasps> and they're like, Mrr. and they're like, uh, did you watch the Chernobyl thing on HBO? No. That so the, they did that came out a couple years ago. It was like a dramatic retelling of Chernobyl, and it's the like craziest the show thing. Chernobyl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I was just asking you, and you said no. <laughs> well, you said that thing on Chernobyl, and I referenced about it by its Chernobyl. name, Chernobyl. Okay, but it's like when they walk in in the beginning, and they're like, "We'll just wear these like little suits," and then they're like, "Oh <laughs> shit, this isn't enough." <laughs> Wait, our skin's melting off. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Uh, we just totally missed whatever they were talking about in the park, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Something. There's we were talking about everywhere. Chernobyl. Okay. Another victim we has died. We were having misunderstandings about Chernobyl. We were. Is this woman single-handedly the only doctor in this hospital? I I mean, I don't know. I guess there's only like 12 patients. 17 so. out of 25 dead. And it's she says oh that the spores are duplicating every 30 to 45 minutes. Oh, boy. It's extreme bacterial amplification. There's the Take title. A Take a shot. All right. Um, so they. Okay. So. Oh, he's talking about testing, like mm -hmm. how they do tests from like rodents, bigger animals to humans. So this is sort of like someone is trying to do a test on trying to do human trials on whatever this is. JJ is freaking out at the office freaking out there's tears in those there's tears in those beautiful blue eyes and she turns around to hotch and she's like i can't stop thinking about henry like i cannot lie to my family like he, he goes, goes for a walk every walk. day at potomac park and she's Say like your secret phrase it's yeah. tuesday stay home <laughs> And Hotch tells her that he can't, t- that she can't say anything. Well, what about Jack? Exactly. Jack and Kaylee are out running around. Exactly. <sighs> and she's like, but he, I mean, he rightfully points out, he's like, we are privy to a lot of information. And if we used that to save our own families, like, that's a little unethical. But I it's mean, like. Is it? At least you use it to save someone. True. I don't know. I don't agree with Hotch in this situation. I don't really either. And I find it, like I said, I like you said, I find it hard to believe that he, if he knew, hello, Haley was supposed to go to that friggin' mall that one time that oh, was supposed yeah. to get blown up or whatever. Right. I think he's being a hypocrite. <laughs> yes. All right. They are figuring out that you get meningitis from this oh, anthrax. Okay. Meningitis so. is a real deadly, uh, deadly shit. Yep. Okay. So they're saying so, that the quicker the death, the higher the concentration that they inhaled, which makes sense. Yes. Um, and they would not have had physical symptoms. So there's probably some people dead in their homes. Oh. That didn't that even like, maybe they didn't even make it to a hospital because they died before they could. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're going to some bookstore. Oh, okay. Okay. Because so someone we're- made a purchase there. Oh, okay. And they're, oh, okay. They're, they're in the hazmat suits. They're closing, closing down the this bookstore and they're closing the blinds and oh, they got their suits. Oh, now we've got our beep, 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 beep. Yep. 
They look like in Monsters, Inc. when there's a 2319. They do. And then there's all these people just sitting around and Prentice is like, Damn, it's like they could all be nearly dead. And Well, they could too. They're standing out. Right. They don't have any on. protective gear on. Okay. So Gail <sighs> no Mercer, pee-pee. one of the victims bought something at this bookstore. So I guess that's why we're looking at it. It tested hot tested we tested hot, hot. <laughs> this was his test run okay oh so he must have some sort of history at this bookstore right because like why would he pick this bookstore out of nowhere yes. if to be his testing ground yes um and so she's like isn't it cool to think about the fact that there is just a pane of glass between us and a bunch of anthrax right now <laughs> prentice is clearly like keep my shit together yeah keep my shit together right all right now. so we're seeing now an unsub oh. in a lab and he's like taking a powdery substance and putting it somewhere so he's making another test run here time for another batch uh, yep Feels like All the right. plagues of Egypt. Yeah, now we're relating it back to the Bible. Gotta relate it back to that Exodus quote. Yep. Um. All right. So Abby hasn't died yet, but she's oh, not doing wow. great. <laughs> How's that aphasia? Oh, she's starting to bleed into her lungs. Ugh, okay. Yikes. She's one of four that are still alive. Yeah, this is bad. Um, oh, what do we tell the families about cause of death? Right. Fair. Yeah, well, also because these are like all perfectly... other people have died. And these are all perfectly healthy people. Like, what right. do you... Like, you have to tell the family something. They're not just going to drop dead of their own accord. <laughs> like... Oh, no. So uh-oh. now they're saying the president is going to have to make an announcement because they're having trouble keeping it in. Yeah. Which... Yeah. Duh. Yeah. You're investigating an anthrax attack in a very populous area. Mm-hmm. It's not like the most subtle thing to look into. Definitely not. And obviously, in addition to the targets of like parks and malls and shit, you're also talking about Washington, D.C., where there are a lot of very high profile targets that are on the table that you have to be careful about. So they are now giving the profile to like representatives from all of the different departments of the government, the defense department, the justice department, all that stuff. Um, they're talking about homegrown terrorists. The zealot. Um, um, and they may have preached about an attack about on America to other to their you know coworkers and their family and stuff. They're very paranoid, very weird yes. and secretive. Sounds like a lot of people that just live out in the open now. Well, exactly. And like the general says, the guy or like dad from the Wonder Years is like, this is kind of a general profile. Like this isn't really going to help us narrow anything down. Like there's lots of people who are like that. Yes. So they they're hypothesizing that this is a person who has access to the vaccine. So he's immune. He has a very large, powerful lab. Mm hmm. Um, he's just so obviously he's, comes from a scientific background they're saying they may they, have been triggered by being fired or demoted right so some kind of professional humiliation that would cause him to steal from the lab where he worked at he could yes. also be recently separated or divorced um and there might be someone who knows someone who had that recent trigger and like there's like one person knows this person mm-hmm kind of thing and they're saying that it would be somewhat they might also like talk a lot about the anthrax attack in 2001 or like you know they're very obsessed with that so all right one guy walks up and he's like i think i might have somebody and so he sent puts in a dvd and it's a doctor 
He left in 2002. Okay, he was forced oh, he out. Was forced out. Okay. Five people died. Oh, so he's like ranting oh, wait, about, about something. Yeah. Um, okay, we're lucky that that person used cheap envelopes. Yep. And didn't wipe out entire cities. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of, he's like testifying before what is spo- supposed to be Congress, <laughs> even though it's like three people. Three senators in like in a an empty room. So he's like going on and on about like biosafety and like how they need to up the budget for that because like we're not prepared for like a mega like bioweapons attack kind of thing. Yeah. Which that does fit the profile because they said that like someone who would do this would be someone who would preach about this kind of thing a lot and then part of their you know MO is that they're making it happen. They want to prove like I was right. I told you this could happen. And now I'm going to make it happen. we live in a time of war. This man is an absolute zealot. Oh, yeah. Um, he's telling oh, them. Oh, WMD. We haven't heard the, the phrase WMD in such a long time. That make, takes me back right to 2001. This whole episode <laughs> is taking me back. <laughs> the fear of bio-warfare. I feel like that's not as prevalent anymore. I don't know. I mean, it's still a thing. It's still but, a threat. But, yeah. like... All right. There's a real heyday. So Dr. Nichols obviously now is like prime suspect number one because they had to remove him from Fort Detrick. So he would have had access to all of this shit. Um, Now he works for a bio design technology company. Oh, that deals with the flu, not with anthrax. But they're still. But he's cutting it with like meningitis, so he obviously like right. He's got access to some infectious disease strains, right? So There's they go to his where he's working and they're like, hey, we need to talk to Dr. Nichols. And they're like, yeah, eh. guess what? He's not there. Guess what? He's gone. This is so the professional gonna... equivalent of going to the exactly. apartment. Okay. So now I'm assuming this is his house. Yep. And they're. Uh... They're checking it out with the hazmat yeah. suits. Oh. And then Reed casually runs into a rose bush and goes, ow. And like shakes it off. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Reed. Okay. Okay, so they don't find so any anthrax at work. His head. Okay. okay. So he's not doing it at the office, which means he's got to be doing it at home. So they call Morgan, and he calls Garcia Princess, which I love. Um, <laughs> the and sprinklers then, go off. And then Reed walks away, which it's like, Reed, come on. <laughs> Tobias Henkel. Tobias Henkel all over again. And then Morgan's like, they got nothing, but he's talking to no one. Because Reed's gone. He's like wandered away like a toddler. (laughs) Now it's like, Reed, Reed, he's hiding in the middle of a clothing rack. (laughs) Just like me. Yeah. That's how I got my leash. (laughs) Have we never talked about this? Uh Uh-oh. That's how you got your leash. Oh, so Reed won't open the door. And Morgan's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like in the lab and there's a broken vial. (laughs) And, like, the, like, fan is on. Oh, God, Reed. This is truly, this is Tobias Hinkle all the fuck over again. This is. Oh, now the army guys are oh. there, but they've got their berets on. Yeah, they're serious. They got their jaunty <laughs> berets on. Okay. okay. So. You have to secure a gray zone. Yep. So they got to, like, lock everything down because they have to make sure it doesn't, like, keep contaminating. Oh, oh Nichols is dead. Oh. Blunt force trauma. He's dead in the lab. And, and has probably been dead for three days. So he has a partner. So and the partner or, went rogue. Or. Or like, what? Um, I guess. Yeah, he had a partner. 
what do you want? have this lab in his house. What were you going to say? I was going to say some dude knew about him and just came and stole it. Oh. Partner sounds right. Okay. Okay. So they're so, basically deciding to use Reed on the inside since he's been exposed. Right. The general is like, well, start digging I mean, around in there. He's already infected. So like, why don't we just like let him poke around a little bit? Yeah. But they're also saying that there's a very good chance that the antidote is there. So they need him to look around and yeah. see if they can fi- he can find it. So And like he took the Cipro already. Right. So, so they're like, like maybe even that though will we help. don't know if it works on this strain, it might do something. Right. All right. So the team's setting up a gray zone, I guess. Yeah, they're setting up Some their little tents. tents and suits. And so um. now JJ and Garcia are freaking out. <laughs> Because they're like, the first people died in three hours. And JJ's like, it's okay. Like, he took the Cipro. We're getting a head start. Like, we have to. And, like, yeah. Garcia's being a Debbie fucking downer. And she's, yeah, like, she's like, every time you leave, I know you're in ginormous danger. And I pray all my babies will come back to me. It's like, <sighs> okay, Garcia, come on. She's, she's like, like, I don't, I don't know, know how, how to, to do this. this. Weren't you just saying you basically do? That's true. She just contradicted herself. Because she's like, I do yeah. this all the time, but I don't. But I I don't know how to do it. And so now JJ is like, if you could do something to keep your family safe, but you it would break procedure, would you do it? And Garcia is like, yeah. yeah she, Garcia doesn't even take a fucking beach. She's like, yes. She's like, what yes, procedure? I would. What are we doing? Yeah, what, 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 what rules are we breaking? Let's do this. <laughs> I'm in. Who do okay. you want me to call? So Dr. Nichols There's has a so bunch of dead, dead animals. animals. Um, okay. There's a small desk in the corner. That yes. is very clean. And the rest Some of the lab of is very dirty. Assistant. Or, like, very messy. So they're like, Ooh, okay, different no handwriting. So we're going to find a manifesto. <laughs> Me manifesto. <laughs> um, okay. Protege. Yeah. Yes, so they're yes, saying yes. partner, assistant. Who the partner is. So okay. Hotch is going to go try to figure out who this partner would be. Morgan's going to stay there to, like, keep an eye on Reed. Yeah. Um. So they. So they? Oh, they're, they're at the still hospital, at, aren't they? No, I think they're still at where he works at Nichols. Like, oh, right, 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 right. And All so, right, now they're saying, screw protocol. What yep. are they doing to screw? Well, they haven't told anyone at Nichols' office, office about oh, the anthrax because right, right, right. they weren't supposed to tell them. And so Prentice was like, we need to fucking tell them because they might be able to help us. Right. Um, and so, Or they might know who he's mentoring. And then Prentice is like, did he ever work on anything other than the flu? <laughs> and or he's like, like have no? any samples he shouldn't have had? And she's like, I, and the guy's like, I need to know what you're talking about before I answer any questions. <laughs> Do you, sir? It's the fucking FBI. JJ's got her phone. She's calling. She's calling Will. She's, she's telling Will she's, Taco Tuesday. She's going rogue. But Will's not answering. She's just going to. They're at the park already. The they're, I bet you, at their park. They're already out they, doing their they're thing. I bet you, at the park. <laughs> the anthrax has gotten to you. So brain, she leaves Kelsey. a message and she's like, hey, I'm just calling to see where you are. She's, Give me a call. Love you. Bye. She's like, it's Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and she's freaking out. Oh, yeah. I Which mean, I get it. I not have a cell phone. True. It's not like we're in 1999. No. Yeah. If you're the significant other of an FBI agent, you have a cell phone. I mean, look, Reed's talking on his cell phone right now. He's talking to Garcia. Yeah. So oh, he's he says talking he about can't, he can't call, call his, his mom. mom. Oh, so he's he, I bet he's going to give Garcia a message. Yeah. And she says, OK, what do you oh, need? I need to, I, you to record oh, a message for her. That's so sad. 
sad. And she's like, nothing's going to happen to you. Like, we're going to figure this out. And he says, I hope you're right. But if you're not, I need to make sure that she that hears, she hears my, my voice. voice. Oh, is this getting you? So Garcia's like, okay. It's Ugh. not getting, I'm not crying, but. There's lots of pictures of open lesions on her computer. Yeah. And it's really gross. Oh, now he's leaving the message. Oh, Garcia. And she just gets she to, listen. to listen. <laughs> oh, he loves his mom he does they've been through so much together jane lynch in a minute i miss her we do she'll be back yeah he He spends every day of his life proud to be her son oh garcia's getting choked up garcia's got a beautiful like red lipstick happening i know i was also drawn to the lips (laughs) 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 all right all right our doctor friend is there. In her hazmat suit, talking to Reed. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's been a while since I've been in my hazmat suit. <laughs> and, she, and he's like, okay, cool. Can you help me yeah, or not? It's been a while since I've been exposed to anthrax. Um, and he says, I'd rather not take any pain medication. Um, I cannot take narcotics, ma'am. Oh, right. He's an N.A. I forgot. Yep. Okay. So, so he's like, he's going to kind of use her to help yeah. him think through everything. Yeah. Because we know that Reed does best when he can use somebody as a sounding board and he can talk yep. through his genius thoughts. Yep. Okay. He coughed. Uh-oh. It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. So now he's talking to Morgan and Marcia. Oh, They're doing ca- a little. still coughing. Oh, no. No coughing. Stop the coughing. Um, oh, he's and they're sweaty. like, they think they don't think the partner is a coworker. So they're like, can you tell us anything else, like based on what's in the lab? Um, like think straight. You can do this. He's, he's hopping around. He's hip hopping around, and he's like, I've got a framed There's photograph. A framed photograph. What's of, in it? It's of Doctor Nichols teaching. Ooh, a student. Ah, there's a syllabus. Okay. Course assignments going all the way back to the 1970s. So he kept a scrapbook of himself as a professor? Who the fuck does that? (laughs) Nerd. A teacher. Okay. He said, I saw something earlier and I didn't make any connections. He has a study on anthrax. Okay. An annotated annotated bibliography. bibliography, which means it's kind of like a thesis. So he has a student. Yeah. Nichols right. wouldn't have just let anyone in here, but he may have opened it for educational purposes. So, yeah, it's a student. Who the fuck yeah. is his student? <laughs> All right. Now we've got to look up local PhD students. Okay. Biochem, <laughs> microbiome. Morgan goes, check the sciences. Like, no shit. I shouldn't look for students in, like, <laughs> no. history. That's not going to no, be I'm not who's look doing at the it. classics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they haven't There's found nothing. anybody yet. Nothing. Reed coughs again. This country is woefully unprepared. Every, Every household. Every household should have two months of Cipro? Shit. There. Imagine how that would go over knowing how hard it was to get people to oh, wear fucking God. masks. Yeah. Although we Holy do know day. that Americans love to hoard shit. So if That's we. That's true. If it's we, very prepper. If we spun it that way of like, you have to have all your Clorox wipes, all your toilet paper, and all your Cipro, they'd probably do it. Oh. Hot oh. to trot. <laughs> Hot to trot. He okay. was in the social sciences. <gasps> it wasn't the sciences. It wasn't the sciences. Because like he, public policy or something. Right. He was looking at a bioweapon 
attack from a different angle, not from the science angle, from yeah. but from like the societal angle. Oh. Interesting. Also, he's he, got a little bit of a record. He looks like a hell of a nerd. He's got like teeny tiny glasses. <laughs> All right, and oh. the doctor lady thinks it, the cure might be in an inhaler that she okay. found. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we're looking into this dude whose name I didn't catch. Um, he never got hired because at Fort Dietrich because he couldn't pass any of his like. The question was, is it okay to sacrifice the few to save the many? And they didn't like that they answered yes. I would answer yes. <laughs> well, you don't get to work at Fort Dietrich. <laughs> I mean, I have no interest. Okay, but, they're hosing. Like, I would answer yes. Down. Oh, he's a wet rat. He does. He Look looks at him. So sad he's so cold. and wet. I bet that water's freezing. I'm about to get naked so they can scrub me down. Is <laughs> he's that like, something you really want to see? <laughs> and Morgan's like, and Morgan's nope. like, I will see you later. See you later. Bye. <laughs> okay, so they're taking the inhaler to the lab to see if maybe that's the antidote. Meanwhile, uh, take your shirt off, <gasps> Reed. <gasps> Did you cut yourself? Yep. And he's like, yeah. Oh, so it looks up all panicked. Yeah. So it gets like directly into his bloodstream that way, I guess. That's bad. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. All right. Where are they? The other guy's house, I would assume. Oh, right. right, So here comes a neighbor. neighbor And she's just being a nosy Nelly. And she's like, um. She's immediately like, do I need to get my kids out of here? Well, because she sees the guy in a hazmat suit, which like, fair enough. fair. (laughs) And Emily goes to say something, and she says, the house is infested with toxic mold. We can't start taking down the walls until we take a closer look. So don't worry. Oh, it's fine. And the lady's like, are you sure? And Prentice has to be like, yes, I'm sure. She Even lied. though you're going to find out on the news in like a month. <laughs> like a day. <laughs> I love that interaction. So she, like right as she started to say something, like uh, Rossi was like, Emily. And then when she like lied, she turned out, she's like, don't Emily me. She was like, I'm going to fucking do my job. Like, don't doubt <laughs> oh, it for no. a second. He has aphasia. Oh, I feel, no. feel flin-fin. Oh, and he's really no. sweaty. Oh, no, oh, the blood. Coughing up the blood. Oh, Reed. Okay, so they didn't find the anything at this house. But we do have something we need to look at. A white powdery substance. It's not anthrax. Interesting. What is it? Ooh, he might have been testing a dispersal device. Okay. And we find oh, a map of the... A map the of the metro system. metro system. Oh, boy. And it's a light bulb. Lowe's throws the light bulbs on the ground it's as like a anthrax bomb. bombs. Oh, shit. Yeah, that'd be bad. Now we cut to the rails. Yep. Did you used to take the... the I sure did. I have been on the DC Metro more times than I can count. I took it when I went to DC for a weekend. Not the most fun experience. Oh, look, he's got... He just has a (laughs) bag of light bulbs. full of them. Got a bag of bulbs. (laughs) Bag of bulbs. Okay. Okay. So now they're looking at There's this There's a big dispers- vagina on the screen. <laughs> it does look like a vagina. But it's a, they're like, it's a model of like what the dispersal would be if he put, like, yeah. if he it's threw a bunch of two, anthrax bombs. Two blobs yeah, that are it did vaginal. Look, it did shape. look like a vagina. Okay. Okay. So... Okay. He worked at the bookstore. He proposed to a girlfriend who said no at that park. Okay, okay. So both locations represent rejection to him. 
So what's the transit system? What are we doing? Here? I would guess that's somewhere? just like a really efficient way to just hit a lot of people with oh, it. Oh yeah. Something's... Okay. He emphasized the main line, which is the red line. That is true, and it is the one that is always the most fucked, no matter what. <laughs> uh, so they deployed a but bunch Hotch of teams. Doesn't think they're on the red line. Yeah, and he's like, "Why wouldn't he want to prove his theory?" Oh, okay. He wrote, he wrote a paper about how the train system would be the best way to do it. Um, yeah, and they're like, "He's gonna go to Fort oh, Detrick. He's gonna go to Fort Detrick." Because they're like, that's the place that rejected him on the biggest level. Like, you wouldn't give uh, him a job. And he's he taking... as far as he can on the train. Yep. Which will take him up to the up to the fort. So... So Hotch is basically like, listen, you can either, like, get on board or get off, but I could use your help, like, locking this down. So why don't you just believe me? <sighs> so that there he is. looks like a toupee. It does a little bit. <laughs> All right. Okay. So they say no gas masks, so they don't oh, want to freak anybody out and then cause a stampede, which is fair. A lot of people would get trampled in the metro station if that happened. Yeah. Um, so Hotch is like, I'm going in alone. But Morgan's like, we're a team, bro. I'm Hotch going is with doing you. like the freaking classic thing that he always gets mad at all of them for doing, which yep. is like being a lone wolf. It's like, we're part of a team. OK, so there he is. He's just like lurking on the train platform. And he sees people that work at Fort Detrick. Yep. So he's like eyeing their badges. And then he's just leering around them. Yeah, just like a creepo. And they're like, seal the exits. Boy, would I be bummed if I was one of those people who just got stuck in there. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Here comes the train. It says not in service on it. (laughs) I guess it has to say that because they're filming. All right. You better catch him. Here comes Morgan and Hotch. They run and open. He sees them. them. And he turns and goes. Because, of course, you, like, immediately look at Hotch and you go, that is an FBI agent. Yeah, look at that wiggly worm earpiece. (laughs) All right, so Morgan gets on the train and he, like, shows his badge and he's like, everybody needs to get off this fucking train. He's like, get off. Chad Brown, don't move. And he says, don't come any closer. Chad. So Morgan's Morgan's clearing the the train. train. Clear. Chad's like, I can kill everybody. You ever seen a Chad that old? No. That's one of those weird names. Oh, my God. And then in comes the general, and he's like, call the director, order, blah, 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 blah. He's like, the U.S. Army is taking this man into custody. And Hotch is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we are totally playing a mind game here. He's going to try to make this man feel super important. Yep. So he's like, he is an asset. He's an asset to the country. By presidential order, I need to take you in. Which And look at him. He's loving it. Like, he's he's got a smile on his face. And he's like, oh, my God, really? Me? And he's like, I need to take you to Fort Dietrich. Dietrich, sir. We need your help. You You are the best that's ever happened to anyone. And he's like, I helped create like, this. You have to this name it after, after me. me. Name please. it Chad. <laughs> Call it Chad Thrax and we'll be. <laughs> and it will be the coolest bioweapon that ever existed. And so he hands off the bag. Oh, good. Now the ruse is over. Yep. Please so now get in handcuffs, tackle sir. him. Tackle, tackle him. him. Here comes hot or here comes oh, Morgan. Just a regular old oh, cuffin. A, yeah. No, no tackle. No, but some struggle. And now he's like, General, General. <laughs> wow. And they take the anthrax away. Yep. And, and the, the general's g- like, wow, 
I can't believe that worked. Yeah. And Hodge is like, yeah, it works. He's like, mind games, son. It's not like, he's like, I do this for a living. Yeah. He's like, I can get inside your mind. <laughs> and then we just strut away. We just strut away. But where's Reed? Back to the BAU. Everybody's all. I guess we're no longer worried about quiet. Reed. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody's happened? like just like sauntering out of the office, just kind of like, yeah, what a what day. To Abby. He says, sorry. I don't know. Uh, he says, sorry for Emilying you. Yeah. Um, and she's like, listen, I towed the company line. I did what I was supposed to do, but I'm not happy about it. Like, you can tell, like, she's still kind of bristling at the fact that, like, she had to lie. Yeah. And he's like, do you think it would make pe- people feel safer or more vulnerable if they knew all this shit we've protected them from since 9-11? Right. Holy. Which is a scary thought. <laughs> yeah. And um, she's like, yeah. She was like, I get that. But she was like, I also can kind of see it from the perspective of the lady that I lied to who just wants to protect yeah. her kids. And like, you know. Which and then is, there's that's something tough. else bothering her. So Rotsy's like, what's really eating at you? Oh, she didn't like that she had to lie. She's just too good of a person. She doesn't like to lie. <laughs> Sometimes our job sucks, says absolutely Apprentice. every human being. They, and <laughs> true. I was like, that's a universal thing. Everybody feels it's that a way. universal truth. Also, I feel like every one of them at some point on the show has that kind of feeling of like, our job fucking sucks. Like for one thing yeah, or another. It sucks. Yeah. Like either it sucks because oh. you got to lie or it sucks because you're away from your family Henry's eating peas. Oh, he's eating peas. Okay. And she's like, I'll be home in an hour. Keep him up for me, right? Oh. <sighs> yeah, you need some baby snugs. Get them baby snugs. Smell that head. <laughs> Smell that baby head. Oh, look at that baby. Oh, that baby's so chonky. <laughs> oh, and Hotch is calling Jack. Yep. She's like, he's yeah, everybody's like, checking can in. Can I talk to Jack? Can, yeah, can I speak to him? And then JJ comes and waves goodbye. Go home to your family, girl. And says, hey, buddy. She's like, yeah, he's talking to Jack. Oh, Jack is so cute. He is so cute. Oh, a rare hot smile. Yeah, because he loves Jack is like the only person he like legitimately likes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Morgan Jello next to uh, Jello. (laughs) Jello is awake. I really just feel like one of those foods that you're like, yeah, Jello, and then you start to eat it, and you're like, this isn't good. I love Jello. I got to eat Jello last week. <laughs> it was one of my foods that I could tolerate. <laughs> it was really good. All right, so they're telling Reed that he's going to be fine. She's on the mend. Oh, oh she's on the mend, and the three Four others are survived. They're right. He was right. It was in the inhaler. All right. And then they, he's like, why was Dr. Nichols making anthrax? <laughs> he's he was a brain scientist downgraded to working on the mm-hmm. flu. Mm-hmm. He had some sneaky hobbies. Hey, listen, I feel like the flu is a worthy thing to be yeah. working on. And I feel like yeah. it kills lots of people it's every year. Before COVID, the flu was the doozy. Yeah. You know? All right. So now, now we're, we're seeing sort of- it's a box that says Nichols Brown and it's got the sample of the what they made and they're putting oh, it into a safe going. at we Fort must Dietrich. We be in Fort Dietrich. Yep. Because Morgan asks, he's like, I wonder what else they got in there. Oh, and we're just cutting out to a wall of just of safes. Safes. Of 
biohazards. Hundreds upon hundreds of pathogens. You can tell the camera's just in a cart because it's just like yep. wobbling a little. Yeah. Mark um, Gordon. Mark Gordon. What do you think? How do you um, feel? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it was good. It yeah. wasn't the most entertaining episode, I don't think. Um, it's yeah. It's really just so serious. I think also, frankly, like I know we joked about COVID a few times, but something about living in a current national, like global pandemic mm-hmm. makes any episode remotely related to anything infectious like that. diseases. Yeah. Uh, just a little too real. hard to watch. <laughs> just too real. It's just a little, too you're close a little to sick home. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I don't know. It's yeah. a different world now than it was in 2008 or whatever, 2009. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have the same kind of like meh kind of initial feeling to it. It's like, I don't, I don't have strong feelings about it one way or the other. Like, I think... Yeah. It's a fine episode. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it has the appropriate level of kind of um, tension, I guess, because you've got kind of their, you know, they're, they're obviously racing against time to figure this out before he strikes again. And then you have Reed yeah. getting it. So there's that aspect of it. Like, I just I think it's fine. I like you said, it's not. It's not the best episode of Criminal Minds, but I wouldn't say it's bad either. Yeah. I just... Yeah. It's just not entertaining. It, yeah. Like, it gives us... There's a lot of good teamwork. Mm-hmm. Like, the the Prentice Rossi stuff is maybe the best part. Yeah. They've, like, got a, they've got a little bit of a dynamic going. I do think it has a kind of a nice balance of the case that they're working on, but then you got, you kind of have these interesting kind of like personal tensions that are happening within the team because you've got JJ and Emily who are both kind of questioning this idea that they should be lying to the public. Mm -hmm. And then you have JJ's kind of personal side to it where she's struggling with like being a mom and not telling her family what's going on. So I think that's kind of interesting. Quandary is good. Right. And I think that it's an interesting, it's an interesting brand of the, team dynamic in my opinion because they're they're not like budding heads but they're all kind of coming at it from their own perspectives and they all sort of feel a little bit differently about what's going Mm -hmm. on and like this idea behind like doing their job versus what they think is right and I think that's interesting we don't always get that kind of thing um but and then you've got the beautiful moment with like Reed leaving that message for his mom, which is a little bit of yeah, a gut punch. That's true. So I think it has there, these. There are little moments of silliness. Yeah. Like, Don't Emily me. Yeah. <laughs> They're about to scrub me down. Yeah. Uh, it's got. It's got some. I feel I like it's know. a. It's a. It's got some quiet little moments within it that, like, when you really start to think about it, you're like, oh, I liked that too. Like, oh, that's good. Like, yeah. So it it comes. It's a solid episode. It's fine. It's just. It's like you said. It's kind of. It's kind of like weirdly slow paced somehow. Yeah. Like I don't it feels know why. So slow. Yeah. It's not I don't know why either. Because it might be there's the time you're spending with the actual unsub committing right. the crime is so small. Yeah. And it's not 
like there's obviously high tension and a lot of pressure to like get this solved but that is almost secondary to the ethical quandaries and reed getting poisoned right so yeah i mean i don't know like i said i feel like it's it's a it's a pretty good episode. I, I can't say that I would, like, rank it among my, like, favorite episodes of this season, but I think it falls somewhere in the middle. Like, it's definitely yeah. it's definitely not the worst of season four, but I, I can't say, really, that it's the best. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an okay episode. I do think it's an interesting one because they make, they make a lot of references to the real world. 2001 anthrax attack Mm -hmm. which like they do that a lot i mean you know obviously we always talk about like they make references to actual like real life serial killers when they're profiling and things so there's always those moments but this one i feel like has a lot of references to it um yeah sometimes when they try to do something that's so clearly related to a real world real world event they mm -hmm. don't reference the real world event at all Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of an example and i can't but I feel like it does happen. But um. well, so here I feel like an example, sort of, is the episode with your son's a sociopath crunch. Right. That is that right. is very the clearly a reference to Jean Bonnet. They never say anything about Jean Bonnet, right. I don't right, think, right, but it's right, very right. clearly a reference to that. But then I would say another, a different example that falls a little more in line with this episode is the cult episode they make yes, a lot exactly. of references to waco when they're doing that episode right. so yeah it's like every once in a while they when they just de- i feel like when they decide like, all right we're gonna do an episode that's like really based on like a real world thing they lean heavily into making those references and making those mm-hmm. connections which i appreciate because i feel like it lends like a little bit of reality to it yeah. like it's a believable thing that there would be that if this were to happen that the FBI would be looking back at the 2001 incident and be making comparisons to it. So it it lends a little bit of kind of real world depth, I guess, to the yeah. to the story, but yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. What? <laughs> it's fine. Um, and I don't feel like talking about it anymore. No, I don't either. What I don't know who goes first when we switch to our corners. Do you? I don't know either. I can okay. I was gonna say I can go first if you'd like me to. You know what? You go first because you you we can continue this anthrax. I was gonna say it's. I know we don't want to talk about anthrax anymore, but we're gonna because I knew that this was the episode, and I started looking at some fun facts and started realizing just how many connections they make and references they make, which some of them I really wasn't familiar with because I do remember the anthrax attack in 2001 but i realized i didn't remember a lot of the details like i was in seventh grade (laughs) when it Mm. happened and it happened a week after 9-11 so i feel like it in my memory i think gets pushed somewhere down a little bit because i remember 9-11 yeah. very well right, I, right, I remember right, this right. happening but i also I, I also as a seventh grader i don't think was really like understanding what 
was right. really happening. And yeah. so I, I ended up pulling up the Wikipedia page about it because I just kind of wanted to fill in my own like knowledge gaps a little bit. So there are two specific references in the episode to um, real world suspects in the 2001 anthrax um, attack that they that they kind of make offhandedly in the episode. And you probably wouldn't really pick up on it if you didn't really like know what the story is so the first one is when general wonder years comes in in the beginning (laughs) and they mentioned something about a dr hatfill and this and how Uh his situation was handled that is a reference to the first suspect that they had in the uh anthrax case in 2001 and he was a virologist and biological weapons expert at fort dietrich and he was the one that they keyed in on and were like, you're the one who's been sending mm. anthrax in the mail. Well, it turns out that it wasn't him, but they went public with him as the as the suspect very early, and it totally ruined his life, obviously, because mm, everybody yeah. was like, okay, well, you're a scary mad scientist. Like, what's your deal? And so after several years and once they finally did exonerate him and say that he was not uh, not the suspect, he sued the government and they settled for four point eight million dollars. Wow. <laughs> so there's that. I would let the government accuse me of sending the tax for <laughs> they five were million dollars. They give you five million dollars. Um, and then later in the episode, Prentice and Morgan are talking, or maybe it's Prentice and Rossi, and she makes a reference to the other suspect in the two thousand one investigation, but she doesn't call him by name. She is most likely referring to Bruce Ivins, who became a suspect in 2005. I also didn't realize the anthrax attack happens in 2001. They don't, quote unquote, close it until 2008, which I didn't realize that it was such a long, ongoing thing. I feel like as a seventh grader, I lost track of it somewhere. I mean, it wasn't your job to keep track of it. No, but like I wasn't paying. It's like it left my consciousness as a, you know, teenager at that point. Yeah. But anyway, so she's likely referencing him, this Bruce Ivins guy. Um, He became a suspect in 2005. He was also a biological weapons expert who worked at Fort Detrick. Um, And he committed suicide in 2008. Mm. 2008? 2008. um, Supposedly because he believed that the FBI was about to bring charges against him. And then after he died, very quickly after he died in 2008, the FBI declared like, yep, he, that's the guy. Like he did it. We're closing the case. Like hook, line and Mm. sinker. We did it. But there are many who believe that there is actually no definitive proof that he really was the guy so there are some that believe that we still don't know who was responsible for the 2001 huh. anthrax attacks so that's fun um but obviously those are very serious fun facts so i decided to throw a fun one an extra bonus fun one in there and i Please. realized that because you know reed gets anthrax in this mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. we should do a matthew gray goobler one and so your fun facts about the goobs today is that he used to host his very own award show on the set of Criminal Minds called oh. the Gooby Awards. Oh. And during the Gooby Awards every year, he would present awards to the cast and the crew for silly things like best facial hair and other senior oh. superlative types <laughs> of awards. So that's I want to win a Gooby Award. So that's just a little a little bonus for oh, you. That's cute. To, I like off, it. to offset your depressing facts, <laughs> your depressing real world facts. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like with the guy who they said did it, like be, people saying there's not enough evidence, it's the FBI. There's probably a lot of shit they have not released to us that they know. Well, so there's been lots of, as you might imagine, in like internal investigations, investigations and reviews and congressional hearings and things about all of this. What what the FBI, from reading the Wikipedia page, from what I can kind of ascertain from everything, what the FBI said was that they were able to link a specific component, like chemical component of the anthrax that was sent in the mail to something that they found at Ivan's lab. And so they were like, mm-hmm. okay, well, here's your link. Like, it's chemically mm-hmm. exact to what he had. Well, then when it was reviewed later, I guess, and then like studied by some other entity they said that you actually wouldn't have been able to definitively make that match like chemically it just like wasn't possible and so the fbi Mm. then turned around and said well we have a bunch of other pieces of evidence that we didn't release to the public that also leads us to believe Mm. um that it was him so you know there are some like you said there are some that are like oh it's an fbi cover-up they're not telling us everything and then there's some things he bruce ivins had a had some pretty serious like mental health issues and so there are some that wonder like is that the fbi just kind of making a patsy out of him blaming it on his mental health it's it's a whole like it's a whole thing mm-hmm. like i said i gave up halfway through the wikipedia page <laughs> because it was very long um i can imagine but yeah i mean i don't obviously there haven't been more anthrax attacks yeah. so i don't know yeah. um yeah but yeah it's i mean it was it's this definitely a scary thing just getting yeah. open in the mail um could be anthrax could be anthrax you get a package could be a bomb (laughs) listen it could be you could do anything and you could be terror attacked true that's very true i think they also according to the wikipedia page so like obviously in the show they show anthrax as you know the white powder or whatever um but a little like blurb in the wikipedia page said that one of the packages i can't remember which one it was in 2001 it wasn't the white. It wasn't the white powder. It looked like dog food. Like Ew. it was like, and I was like, "That's gross." <laughs> like I guess Ew. one of the early packages, and then he, fi- I guess he figured out how to make it into the like refined like powder with the spores. I don't know. But I was like, "What would you do if you like freaking opened an envelope and you're like, what the fuck is this dog like, food? What is this? Yeah." Ew. And then you have anthrax and you die. <laughs> Terrible. <sighs> but yeah. Yeah. So, 2001 a was system. a shitty year, man. There was yeah. some shitty stuff happening. In I was in the third grade. Yeah. The building I had elementary school in had mold to the point that we had to move buildings for oh. the end of third grade and beginning of fourth grade. Wow. Uh, we were in the middle school. Oh. I crammed a bunch of elementary schoolers in with the middle schoolers. Oh, gosh. I'm sure the middle schoolers fucking loved that. <laughs> And they never saw, it was like, I don't, I mean, I don't really remember it very well, but it was like they didn't see us, see us. It was just. You were just like in the shadows, just like little elementary schoolers in the shadows. So eventually, I mean, eventually I went to middle school at that middle school and there were no more elementary schoolers because our building was cleaned and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, 
I had third grade in, they put us in a music room. Oh. And it was like, they divided the room in half, and one third yeah. grade class was on one side, and the other was on the other side. Yeah. And then we ate lunch in the gym, oh, and the lunch line was in the hallway. Oh, my God. It was janky. And you would be eating lunch on one side of the gym, and then people would be having gym on the other side of the gym. Oh, gee. And then it's just like kickball, like just like comes like <laughs> yeah. flying at your lunch. Yeah. It was good times. Oh, God. Uh, I went to, it was called Mossside Elementary School when I went. It's not the same name anymore. Mm. But. Uh, Should have called it Moldside. That's what they said. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the other schools would call us. Aw, sad. <laughs> you when, we to- got to, when we got to like fifth grade, it was like, oh, you went to Moldside? You guys are moldy. You get any yeah. mold on yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, do you have um, a recommendation for us? Well, so this week, I mean, I've obviously it's not food. I've had a, a very bizarre food few weeks here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do want to recommend that you get the vaccine. So that's my like recommendation. And then I want to do a just a oh, I thought of a word for it earlier, but I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> um, I would just like to do a shout out to mm. my wife, Cassandra Aww. Persons, who. Took care of me very much during my sickness last week. Took care um, of me very much. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a special moment when you have to clean up your significant other's vomit. Mm, been there. Multiple times in a day. In many different places. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? I, listen, we don't need to get into it, but like, what was your issue that you were just getting it all over the place? Well, so there was the initial moment. Well, sure. That's understandable. That happened like right at the doorway into the room we stay in at our in-laws. Aww. So guys, that's a factor in this. We were at her sister's house Which is, that weekend. So it makes it so much more terrible not it's being so in your own home. so terrible. Like I was so uncomfortable and just like wanted to be home so bad. So like part of me was like, just stay here. Like it's like I will eventually stop puking. And right. at that point we can go home. But I wanted to go home so bad. Oh, I, I texted Cassie from the bathroom, like, "We take me home. Get me out of here. Yeah. You need to take me home. So she cleaned it up in the house. Oh. And then on the car ride home, yeah, uh, Cassie got us home a half hour quicker than it usually takes. That's that how fast she was driving. That is a good woman. Like, she is yeah. like, I am going to get you where you need to go as fast <laughs> as I can. Yep. Uh, anytime I had my eyes closed most of the ride because I was tired and a lot of things. Yeah. And anytime I opened my eyes, sometimes I would be terrified because we'd be right on someone's ass because she was trying to get them to change lanes so that we could keep going. She's like, get out of my way. <laughs> I was like, we need like a light that just means someone in here is puking. Like, keep going. Yeah. Uh, but I also, uh, I, I was prepared for the car ride. I had some bags. Yeah. But I thought I was making it straight in. Oh, no. (laughs) I finished. I looked down at my shirt, all over my shirt, all over the seatbelt. Later, like maybe like the next day, Cassie's like, yeah, it was on the dashboard. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry, guys, if you uh, are squeamish. But it just was not a good ride home. Terrible. It's terrible. So she cleaned my car too. Oh. Um, she just she really took care of me. She went out and she got 
all the foods like bland foods crackers yeah. i got some mashed potatoes uh she made me jello she got me pedialyte yeah. she made sure i was drinking my liquids she really took care of me uh i was like so weak that first night that like i could not like Aww. i could barely move and so she had to i she wanted me to take ibuprofen to like because my whole body ached and she had to put it in my mouth for me like <laughs> i was pitiful hey there is a reason that in sickness isn't and in health is in the main yeah, thing absolutely when you say it. and health. It's legit. So this is just a shout out to her. Uh, she really saved my hide. The recommendation and this week is find you a significant other find as you a good Cassie as Cassie Parsons. Yeah, because yeah. that's nothing brings to you together life. as a couple like one of you just oh yeah tossing your cookies. Oh yeah. Yep. So yep. Uh. That's that's that. She's the best. Um, in my like, <laughs> like slightly out of it state, when I was like super dehydrated and stuff, like <laughs> being home was so amazing to me. Oh, God, I could yeah. not stop realizing how great it was that I was finally home. Yeah, and then I just kept thinking, and she got me here, and I just kept <laughs> saying, "You are the best." Like I love you so much. Like thank you. Like I could not. It must have been like annoying but also like amazing it's amazing when someone tells you how amazing you are oh yeah (laughs) and i just like could not stop it was like i was on drugs that's Um, a very different (laughs) very different (laughs) situation than what i've been in when i've had to clean up my husband's throw up Mm, but mm. it was he was not sick he was too drunk yeah yeah. therefore not appreciating the things that i was doing (laughs) for him no steven yeah He's luckily grown up quite a bit since then, so he doesn't do that much anymore, really, ever Knock anymore. Knock on wood, I've never thrown up from drinking too much. <sighs> Good for you, man. That's, yeah. can't say the same for myself, but. This was the first time I'd really puked. The last time I did it, not, it wasn't the first time in my life. I said that wrong. This was the first time I've really puked in, like, seven years. The last time mm-hmm. it happened was my one and only true migraine, mm. and I was at the zoo with my friends. Oh, I've heard this story. And I drove that day. Oh, God. And we were in the aquarium, and this migraine just hits me. Oh, God. And I was like, we need to go. You guys need to take me home. In and my car. Uh, <laughs> in my car. Someone else has to drive. <laughs> oh, that sucks. And uh, let's just say my dad was my hero that day. Oh, day things up for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, it's one of those things, like, when you're an adult, like, you're right. It doesn't happen a lot. I feel like when you're a kid... You're more prone to it. It's like it it happens all the time. It's like it happens all the time, but at the same time, it's not. But it's just like, but you're more susceptible. It's like you eat too much candy, you throw up. I mean, like, I just feel like when you're a kid, you're more susceptible to it. When you're an adult, if you're like me or Steven, if there's drinking, you're more likely (laughs) to have it happen. But like being like truly sick to the point that you're throwing up when you're an adult, I feel like is pretty rare for most of us yeah like i had food po- like a really bad food poisoning a couple christmases ago and that was the first time mm. that the- i'd been sick like that in years and it was just like oh my god i hate my life yeah it's like awful. it's the worst like there is just nothing worse than nothing i feel worst. like what it is like when you're a kid like you a you don't there's not a lot of factors pushing you to like continue with your life and just like suck it up or something. Like <laughs> my mom was a real suck it up. Yeah. So like 
I learned to like, okay, if my tummy's a little upset, I'm going to have some Pepto-Bismol mm. or I'm going to have some Tums. It's probably just like acid reflux, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And so there's a lot of like factors as an adult that push me to uh, suppress any feelings, you know? Yeah, but when it cold really, cocks like, you like in off, the middle of the night at 2 a.m. Yeah, you can't, sometimes you can't fight it. That's the worst. But as a kid, as a kid, I used to just let anything turn into me puking in my parents room (laughs) (laughs) but as an adult i can generally fight it off yeah out of sheer will yeah and also just going to sleep but sometimes you can't sometimes you can't well and it's not fun it's not fun we're all glad that you feel better oh Uh, i feel so much better i'm a human being now thank you Another big thank you to the listeners for being patient with us since we took a break yes. because she really was not in a position to record an episode <laughs> last week. No. Uh, the the worst I of her sickness was over, time. but she was like down for the count for like 72 I hours. I feel I like. <laughs> so I imagine yeah. if she had sucked it up and said, oh, no, 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 like I can record, it would have been a... Halfway through the episode, episode, I would have just fallen asleep. You just would have been like, I got Especially this episode being the one we would have watched. Yeah. You would have been like, I don't like this anymore. You carry on without me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have a review for Review Corner. (gasps) We do. That we've been sitting on for a while. Oh. Um, It's an international review. Oh, you told me about this. I was like, Yeah, it came in at the beginning of the month. Um, So it didn't show up in Apple Podcasts, but it shows up in that other thing I use. Um, it comes from Great Britain. Hello Ooh. to those across the pond. Um, we're we're sort of growing over there based yeah. on our uh, our analytics. So this one comes from Jessica Lavender, which sounds like a character from Harry Potter. I love it. Um, the title is "It's Good." <laughs> she gives us straight to the point. <laughs> she gives us five stars. And the content of the review is the thumbs up emoji. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank I do you, too. Jessica. Thank um, you. It, it gets it done. No flowery language. Just Straight to the point. Don't, doesn't need a lot of extra. It's She's good. just like, I like it. It's good. Thumbs up. Thank you. The Thank end. You. Thank we'll you very much. It. We will. So if you would like to send us a review um, or leave us a review you have to use Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a review there. Yeah. Um, if you don't have Apple Podcasts, do whatever you can on your your podcast place. Mm-hmm. Review us. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Do what you can. Rate us. Yeah. Um, anything to sort of help us grow our little fam. Yeah. You can also, if you want some bonus content, you can join yes. us on Patreon. Heck yeah. Um, we have two bonus episodes on there right now, so mm-hmm. if you go ahead and sign up for our monthly subscription, you can get access to those right away. Yep. And then we both watched the Netflix documentary, This is a Robbery, mm-hmm. about the Isabella Stewart Gardner art heist. Um, so we're going to be doing that episode yes. this week at some point, this yes. weekend, I think. Um, so that will be up there. So if you want to hear that and you want to hear our thoughts on a few other true crime-ish documentaries mm-hmm. uh join us over on patreon just search us on the patreon website and you will find us um yeah yeah it's it it's fun over there i guess <laughs> it's a little different <laughs> it's a little uh you know it's not quite 
Criminal Minds related right now, although we are thinking about other things that we can add to the Patreon or brainstorming yes. some stuff. Uh, we are um, approaching a bonus episode. We're like yes. almost there, you guys. After the marathon that has been season four, we are next week will be the penultimate episode. And then finally yes. we will be at the finale of season four uh so that means it's gonna be bonus episode time so we've been talking about what we can put on the patreon we're thinking about maybe posting our expanded kind of like initial lists from our what are will be our top five um Mm -hmm. on the patreon so if you're curious to see what other episodes we really like that we won't talk about on the bonus episode because we're only talking about the top five you can check that out so we're also taking suggestions if there's some content and fun stuff that you think you would like to see on the patreon let us know we will yeah. uh we are open to uh community suggestions so you can uh drop us those suggestions uh a couple of ways first you could email us if you really wanted to <laughs> uh true we have true. a gmail address that i think is the unknown subject podcast at gmail.com you are correct uh you can also send us a dm on twitter or on instagram uh you can follow us on twitter at unknown sub pod or yes. you can follow us on instagram at the unknown subject podcast yes uh our little little group over on instagram is continuing to grow we are yes. just racking up the followers which we love um and uh yeah we really appreciate you guys kind of following along and all doing all those things that Kelly already mentioned, it helps a little podcast like ours continue to grow um, and continue to uh, get in front of other listeners. So if you uh, mm-hmm. can do that, that's great. If you can recommend us to a friend, that's great. Uh, we really appreciate When you go it. to get the vaccine, tell the person giving you the vaccine to listen to the podcast. Listen, or be like my, <laughs> be like my father-in-law and just like start telling the neighbors yeah i don't know what the context of that was but steven was just like yeah my dad was telling the neighbors they should listen they should listen to your podcast and i was like did they watch criminal minds like what are like how did that come up in conversation i don't care it doesn't matter he's repping us and that's all that matters that's that's love (laughs) he supports Uh, us in all of our endeavors (laughs) speaking of parents i have an update from dave and rob oh yeah uh they've given up no they gave up how far did they get i don't even know because so i was there the other day and my dad goes guess what we're watching and i thought he forgot that they already told me they were watching criminal minds so i go criminal minds yeah (laughs) and he goes no handmaid's tale i was like oh okay (laughs) like i also watched that show i happen to have recommended that show yeah last time so uh you know my parents they gave up um maybe they'll come back to it you never know (laughs) handmaid's tale doesn't have a ton of seasons they only have three seasons to watch and the seasons are short so yeah and i think they said they were already like more than halfway through season one so i mean listen i can understand how you would be inclined to give up on season one of criminal minds yeah Especially that first run of like maybe like six ish episodes, I could totally understand how you would just yeah. be like, "Ugh, like I don't care." I get it, but you got to. Yeah. I mean, like 
the committed no. You know what I should do? I should send them my top five from season one and say, just watch these and I then feel, go to season two. I and pick feel up. like if you did that, your mom would just be like, I don't care. Like, I don't want that. Like, it's like she's going to be like, I already decided to <laughs> didn't want to watch it. Like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> on the other hand, on the other hand, I was texting Kelly this weekend because we were at my in-laws and Criminal Minds was on one of the many channels that it's on. And my father-in-law put it on and it was instantly Stephen just goes, can you tell me what episode, like, what episode is this? What season is this? And I was like, Pfft. I was like, season two. You want to know how I know that? Because Gideon and Prentice are both on it. So it has to be season two. And I was like, oh, it's the episode in Chicago. Like, blah, 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 blah. And Stephen was like, like, Jesus. Like, and I was like, listen, I was like, it's easy for me to do that with seasons one through four at this point because I've watched it recently enough. Like, yes. in the last. And we talk about it and we talk for about an hour it. and a half. So like, it's like it's so deep in our brains. At this point, like, I know seasons one through four very well. I feel like if it was mm-hmm. a random mm-hmm. episode in like seven or eight, I wouldn't be able to pin down the exact yeah. season, probably, but eventually I will be because we'll have talked about it. Uh, but yeah, it's just. That's just the life of being a Criminal Minds fan. You just know. Yeah. You just know. Well, you thanks, just... guys, uh, for joining Thank us back you for yeah. being here today. For um, another episode of The Unknown Subject, it's great to be back. Thank you for listening to all of our things that we also just mm. hadn't talked about yet. So we just decided mm-hmm. to do it on air at this hour and 31 minute mark. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you being here. We'll be back next week, barring any unspe- unsuspecting or unexpected yeah, uh, illnesses. Um, and yeah, we're looking forward to it. We're getting towards the end. Uh, so as they say, when they catch the unsub, it's, it's over. over.